Hello, everyone. Welcome to an episode of Trek Talk with Tech and Kirk. I'm Techman16, and I am flying solo today. It seems that I don't have anybody else to join me. Not a single positive thought that I can get out of Admiral Jansen, or a single negative diatribe out of either Kirk or uh, Emergen. So I'm just going to do my own reaction today of Star Trek Discovery Season 3, Episode 9, Terra Firma, Part 1. So first off, I want to do a quick, quick reaction, and that is I really enjoyed the episode. Some of the issues aside, I actually enjoyed the storytelling. It was about a character and her past sins in Philippa Giorgio. Uh, it actually did remind me a little bit of the Star Trek version of A Christmas Carol, because the setting was on an on a snowy planet. Uh, Giorgio is kind of like Ebenezer Scrooge. Uh, Burnham is like Jacob Marley. And then Carl, the man in the hat, is kind of like the ghost of Christmas past, kind of showing her her past sins, if you will. Um, so some of the themes that I took away from this episode, I actually really enjoy. Idiosyncrasies aside, I, I did enjoy the alternate universe and the Kelvin universe tie-in, where the Kelvin universe is canon from the Prime universe with uh, the crossing of Lieutenant Commander Yor. Uh, he came from the Kelvin timeline, and eventually he died a very painful death. So I did enjoy kind of the explanation that what's happening to Giorgio is a result of temporal and time mechanics, if you will. Now, I don't think any of this is based in real science, but there is precedent in, in I believe, which with what uh, the, the writers used, and that was the Star Trek Voyager episode, Relativity, where Seven of Nine only had a certain amount of jumps before she experienced temporal psychosis or other various ailments that afflicted Captain Braxton. So I, I kind of appreciate at least the attempt at uh, trying to understand what's really happening when you warp between universes <clears throat> and time. Um, also, Spock uh, was re was reverting back to his proto-Vulcan form uh, in the episode where uh, with the librarian where uh, Bones and Spock were trapped on an, on an icy planet uh, thousands of past so uh, i i get it you know there was elements of canon that kind of kind of made sense the other thing i really enjoyed was the change in perspective between burnham and Giorgio. so Giorgio lived in the prime universe with prime burnham and starfleet and being on discovery and say what you will it might have made her soft it might have made her character evolve but you know what? It seems that she did not really appreciate as an emperor some of the things that happened in the alternate universe that um, she would have enjoyed in the past. For example, uh, she spared Saru. She understands Baharai. Um, she did, I. Based on her expressions, she didn't really enjoy the tale of herself. Like, she wasn't really self-indulgent in it. It was kind of like, oh, my God, 
this is what's this is what really happened. This is why these people are loyal to me. There's no there's no type of either uh camaraderie. It's just like I'm ruled I'm ruling only by fear. And I've experienced all these other emotions on discovery. And here I am back to fear-based, fear-mongering, brutality. In season one, Burnham, being prime Burnham, had to try and fit into the Terran universe, having her feelings, uh, mitig trying to mitigate Georgiou's ruthlessness and aggression. And I think that Sanaka Martin Green really did a great job acting on those emotions where she was ruthless and aggressive just told off Georgiou how how dare you take me off my garbage heap it is my garbage heap and you put me in your shadow now I can never live up to it and I I think that was powerful I I really think that was one of her best performances to date in Star Trek Discovery so this the story that I got from this is really character driven it reminds me of Deep Space Nine where almost all the stories of all the characters was really character first and and plot second. And I think this really rings true with Giorgio in that uh, the sins of the past catch up with you. So it was, this is, what I, this is what I was in the past. This is what I am now. And do I like what I was? And can I change? Should I change? Is it important to change? And I think that's that's what's really being conflicted inside her. And I think that is a very Star Trek theme. It's it's the conflict of kind of good and evil and, and change. And it, it it just sends a message. It's it forces you to think. Did you do something in the past that hurt others? Are you better for it now? Do you regret things that you've done? Could could they have been done better had if you're able to go back in time? I think that's that's a very very kind of you know Gene Roddenberry kind of Star Trek concept, and I welcome any opinion uh, otherwise. Um, it was also very Star Trek in that I I got a sense of command. There was a there was a chain of command. Uh, we've argued on this podcast before that in Star Trek Discovery, the Discovery has Saru as captain, Burnham as the first officer, not anymore, and then there's no, and then that's it. There's no chain of command. Everybody's kind of like a flat organization. But I could clearly see everybody was competent. They were doing their jobs. They were following protocols. You know, Killy said, you know, the mandatory punishment for disobeying is immediate death. And, uh, you know, just it was just Star Trek. It was there's somebody there's a moral compass. Uh, you know, it has to be Killy at this point because she's like, you have to follow protocol or you're going to be seen as weak. I thought that was. You know, next generation. It's Picard is the moral compass. This is this is the Federation. I'm the representative of the Federation. These are the protocols that need to be followed. Go follow the protocol. Um it was – I wish those were the characters we had in Discovery. I really do. I, I really think that the, the, the alternate universe counterparts to the Star Trek Discovery characters are better than the Star Trek Discovery characters. 
Now, obviously, the whole you know ruthlessness and brutality obviously doesn't fit with the United Federation of Planets, but it 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 just shows you um, how effective the characters in Discovery, in my opinion. Um, at the same time, we don't know if this was a dream or if this was an alternate version of events. And we've had both types of phenomena occur throughout the course of Star Trek. We've had the the original series episode, City on the Edge of Forever, in which Kirk, Spock, and McCoy jump through this uh, you know, this guardian gate and there's a potential output for changing the way World War II with Edith Keeler, she becomes a pacifist and Germany invades the United States and things fell or Edith Keeler must must be killed in order for the United States to enter the war and Nazis uh, I mean that's storyline's been kind of done to death but um, it, you know, it, it took elements and we don't know. We just don't know. There, another one that comes to mind is TNG's yesterday at yesterday's Enterprise, where the Enterprise C comes through a temporal anomaly and the Federation's at war with the Klingons and they're losing. And so they have to send the USS Enterprise C back in time in order to, uh, to, to continue the timeline as it were. And, uh, we have yet to understand whether this particular event that Georgiou is experiencing, is it um, kind of like an alternate timeline where if she changes something, which she already has, does that lead to a new alternate reality for her? Or is it, or is it something that she's going to have to correct where Burnham has to die and, and the things have to follow their course in order for her to come back and, be the Giorgio that she was. Uh, the other thing is we don't know whether this uh, really affects the new Section 31 show promised by uh, Viacom, CBS, or Paramount. So it might be that this is a segue into her leaving Star Trek Discovery and staying in her either her universe or Prime Universe and being part of Section 31. We just don't know yet. But I'm curious to find out. Uh, of course, in, in Trek fashion, typical Trek fashion, usually a character goes through a profound metamorphosis such as this, and then they emerge kind of at the point where they left, and they're either better or they're fixed or you know, something happened. A lot of those resets have really been done. There's been plenty of death fakeouts in Star Trek The Next Generation. You've had the Year of Hell two-parter in Voyager where everything in the timeline was reset. So... I'm expecting something of this nature, but who knows? It, it could be very different. I'm also curious about Carl. Carl is the, the, the he played by he's played by Paul Gilfoyle. He's the um, the man in the hat or the entity guarding the gateway that Giorgio went through. Um, is he Q? Is he just a guardian? Is he another species? And kind of kind of reminds me of the. Uh, entities that that guarded the palace uh the one thing that jumps to my mind is stargate sg1's thor who guards thor's hammer uh you know various other things such as like you know the guardians of the takan empire 
from season one of Star Trek The Next Generation. Things things of that nature. So I'm really curious to learn about Carl. I think that was uh that was a that was an interesting callback. You know, the the Metrons, the uh Yarnak, the the rock creature that resurrected uh, Abraham Lincoln and Surak against uh um the captain of the eugenics wars and Kalis. So who knows? Maybe that's the case. I'm curious to find out. I was genuinely intrigued by the episode. A couple of the things that, that don't fit quite well, but they fit with the episode was Admiral Vance. You know, the, the change of heart uh, that he had. It doesn't fit his character. His, his character is supposed to be badass. And his character is supposed to question Discovery's crap and does that well. And then all of a sudden, he's just like, oh, I'll authorize the mission to go to the near the Galactic Rim and the Delta Quadrant, because uh, or the gamma, near the Gamma Quadrant, because, uh, you know, I've made mistakes in the past. It fits, it fits the episode. It fits the theme, right? It fits the theme of, do your past sins catch up with you? I get it. And it makes sense. It just doesn't fit his character. Uh, also, various weird things that I've noticed. For example, Stamets talking with Adira. Adira is like, oh, I've reset the, uh, you know, I reset the thing, and and then Stamets goes, well, did you, did you try the on-off switch? And she goes, oh my god, really? Is that what what I need to fix the algorithm? <laughs> Which is a little bit strange, but whatever, you know, it it moves the plot along with the burn. Uh, the thing about the Kelpian crew, we. It was okay. Why would a Kelpian crew be in the middle of a distress signal that sends out possibly the signal that causes the burn? Who knows? I just, I was really glad to be divorced from the current season three storylines of PTSD, mental health issues, various uh, alien inadequacies, the, in, the, the, the contradictions between the Vulcans and the Romulans and the Federation and the Emerald Chain. And I, I really found it really refreshing to just be focused on a character-driven story where there was a lot of depth to explore. There's really a lot of depth to explore in, in just those few hours, few weeks, few days before, uh, I guess, the Discovery crew, the Prime Discovery crew appears in the in the alternate universe and Burnham and Giorgio really have good chemistry and it just speaks to the volume of their acting abilities to really pull that off. And that was really exciting and I really, really enjoyed it. I hope to see a very satisfying payoff in part two, Terraformer part two, but I'm also curious to know what you guys think. Um, I'm I'm thinking maybe doing a follow-up video with uh, Amergan Jansen, Spirit Mind, Handy, Kirk, anybody who's willing to give me an, uh, another opinion. So I appreciate it. Thanks again for listening, guys. Subscribe to the content if you like it. Give us a like. Give us a comment. And we'll see you guys next time. This has been Trek Talk with Tech and Kirk. I'm Techman16, and we'll see you guys next time.